Francis Gaife is a courier in the northeast of England, in their hometown of Teesside. It's their home and they love it, but it's a town that suffered heavily from deindustrialization. We have like, well, we had quite a lot of industry, like a lot of steelworks and ICI and things like that, but it's all sort of just totally died now. It's, it's not the best place to live sometimes. It's quite, um, like when you're at work at night as like a lone female, it's a bit scary, but um, no, like it's, it's okay. It's just, it's just one of those kind of forgotten towns in the North that people don't really know about. Francis, whose pronouns are they them, works for the gig economy platform Stuart, making deliveries around their local area. They suffer from several health conditions and have done for many years now. And working for Stuart was their first job after being out of work for some time. So my first day, um, I'm pretty, I think it was pretty quiet because um, I remember being like in KFC car park, parked my car here, my best friend Jay's car next to me to the left and then like one of her friends to the left of her. And we were parked in like a row and I remember taking a selfie with everyone. Like it was just really nice to actually be out and be getting paid to sit with your pals basically you know on a slot um knowing that you were going to get money regardless of if it was busy um so it was really nice it was just sort of really i don't know if like liberating is the right word but i'd been out of work for so long and just feeling like i wasn't useful um to suddenly having this job where you know it's not a huge amount of responsibility but you know I, w- I was getting paid they expected me to do a job and you know it was just nice to feel like I was actually working again. I'm Robbie Waring and this is the Fair Work podcast. A look at the lives of the people working within the gig economy. This episode looks at management. What's it like working for a platform where the principal colleague you're working with is your smartphone and how do you deal with the problems you encounter in your working day when you have no human manager to turn to? Francis is classed as a self-employed independent contractor, meaning they don't have access to any forms of sick pay or holiday pay. Um, So I live with uh, chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia. That's sort of the main issues. Um, I'm sort of going through tests for Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. Um, So it basically just means that I have quite a lot of chronic fatigue and pain, um, like muscle and um, joint pains. Um, I get like dislocations in my knees and in my ankles. Um, So it just, it makes, obviously I am sitting down quite a lot as I'm like a driver in a car at work, but yeah it does affect it like when I get these flare-ups of pain and I just can't get out of bed and I know I need to go to work if I want money that week um so that's that's been something that's been quite tough recently as like my health has been declining a bit is like having to take those sick days but not really having access to any sort of sick pay for that. Stuart operates a system whereby couriers can either work on slot or off slot Onslot means that couriers are guaranteed an hourly wage for a predetermined period, but must be in a specific zone for an exact amount of time and follow certain rules. This includes the inability to reject work. Offslot, on the other hand, gives couriers more freedom, including when and where they work and what jobs they accept and decline. Francis prefers working offslot due to its flexibility, 
but sometimes feels the need to work on slot. I asked Francis about what it's like working through this app and what it's like communicating with Stuart. Um, so I would say communicating with Stuart is like pulling hen's teeth. Um, it's, it's just, it's painful, it's long, it's slow, it's arduous. Um, <laughs> you basically say you have an issue on a job. Um, you know, a customer hasn't answered the door and you need to return the food to a restaurant. You contact them through the app and they will make you sit and wait like 10 minutes and you've got to jump through all these hoops. Um, but it's often like they have auto reply. I think they have some kind of like something set up to filter out certain words that you message them and it will just auto reply something related to that. Um, so if you say something like um, this job is too far away. Um, you might get a reply back just saying like, why have you not delivered the food yet? And it's <laughs> like often, I think it's just totally unrelated. Um, and it just feels like, I don't know, like anyone else, if you have an issue at work, you contact your boss, right? You, you can go and talk to someone, you can talk to HR, whatever. But with us, it's like, you have this app, you can email us. We can't really promise you'll get the reply that you want. There's no sort of appeal if you think something's wrong. Um, and it just feels like we are like totally disposable, like we don't really matter. Um, like th that's the first thing that I would say is important is that communication with your boss or with your superiors. Um, and we just don't have that. I think it makes me just feel, as I said, like quite disposable, like they don't really, <laughs> like they don't really care. Um, I think I don't know, they're, they're a huge, huge multinational company um, that is, you know, raking quite a lot of money and I feel like they could put so much more effort into their contact with their workers, you know, the, the very people who are delivering their packages that they want delivered. If you can't even have the most basic sort of set of communication with those people, how can you expect them to sort of work for you and be happy about working for you especially if you can't even you know it makes me feel crap that you know if I have an issue on a job or if someone you know at times where I've messaged where I felt my safety was at risk and you get some auto-generated reply where someone hasn't even read your message. Francis had numerous cases where they felt worried about their safety whilst at work and turn to the platform for help and support. Yeah, I mean, there's been a few times where, like, my, I felt my safety was at risk with Stuart. And, like, I think one of them in particular, I was at a guy's house delivering some food and he, like, literally grabbed my arm and, like, started to pull me. And I just, like, pulled myself back, got in my car and drove away. <laughs> um, and, like, managed to, like, get parked, message Stuart. And I got just some kind of... I think it was just some kind of auto-generated reply, as I said, that they use this filter system on certain words and it just didn't re even relate back to what I'd said to them. And I was just like, some guy has basically just assaulted me there and you haven't even bothered to reply properly. You haven't even bothered to give me a constructive, you know, what I can do about this situation. Can I flag this person's house or put a complaint in? It was literally just... I can't remember specifically what it was, but I just remember it was some auto-generated reply that didn't didn't even relate to what had happened. Um, but it, it seems to happen quite a lot. Like, I, I don't do deliveries in certain areas because of, you know, 
my safety and worrying that something's going to happen there um, and knowing that if I contact Stuart it's probably not going to be a very good reply to that. As a means to manage workers, the Stuart app runs a scoring system for all of its couriers, known as a Client Performance Score, or CPS. The score is a tool to let couriers know how well or badly they're performing. It's based around how many jobs you take, um, how many slots you take, or how many slots you don't turn up for. It counts all of those things in and gives you sort of a weekly score of how well you're doing. Um, And it's like how satisfied all your clients are with your work. Um, And you can sort of be penalised by, say you take slots for a week and you don't turn up for two or three of them. Um, Your CPS would be penalised because you've you booked a slot and you've not turned up for it. It's essentially just like not turning up for a normal shift at work. A key aspect of the scoring system is that Stuart doesn't make public how scores actually impact couriers and how they use within the process of algorithmic management. This is the thing I don't know. I don't know if the higher your CPS score is, the more jobs are assigned to you, or I don't know what their job allocation is like or why they allocate jobs to certain people, but... I think some of us definitely have wondered if having a higher CPS score would mean you're allocated more jobs as well. In addition, scores can be used as a reason for terminating someone's account. But yeah, it's with your CPS, it's this sort of looming threat that if it ever goes beyond, like below a certain point, that you might get your account looked into and possibly terminated. But it definitely looms over me and sort of feels like they're sort of dangling my employment over me and saying, "Look, if you don't, um, <laughs> if you don't have a high score, then we'll uh, we'll terminate your account." Because I, th- I think that has happened to people before, where if you go below, I think around two, um, they give you, I think, a fortnight or something to improve your score, and if it doesn't improve, they'll they'll terminate your account. So I think that definitely worries me sometimes because mine's only about three. It's not great. Um, And that's because obviously I've had a lot of sick time off or, you know, the day before a shift, I'll have a flare up and I need to cancel it. So I'll I'll be penalised for that. So I definitely worry about my CPS score and wonder if it's going to ever come and bite me in the bum. For Francis, communicating with Stuart has always been difficult. As a platform, it operates no fixed offices in the area where Francis works, and all communications take place via email. At the start of the UK's first national lockdown, couriers were facing difficulties related to their work, and Francis turned to Stuart for help. Uh, we were having a lot of issues accessing toilets, um, like delivery partners being able to access toilets at places where they were picking jobs up. Um, And there was this sort of requirement that all couriers wash their hands before each and after every delivery, but there was nowhere for us to do it because places just weren't letting us in the toilets. 
So I crafted this really great email. It took me days, this email. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> thought I was really sassy. I thought I got my point across. Um, and I got this sort of, this. <laughs> it was so, so blunt. I couldn't even put it into words. This, I spent ages on my email. It was pages long. And I got this reply, which wasn't even a couple of lines, wasn't even a paragraph. And it just said, we are aware of the issue and are discussing it with couriers. Like, and that was it. I don't even think she said like, hello, Hannah, how are you? <laughs> it was just very much, we know, we're discussing it. Thank you very much. Bye. I think the whole, my response to it was, you know, that situation, not being able to access toilets was humiliating enough. Um, and I had really spent a lot of time trying to get my point across to this lady about why it was an issue why it was important and why it was against the law and it was just this whole like it's just it's how Stuart is this blunt blase um they don't really have time for you so there's just craft this tiny little email um and it just makes you feel like so small <laughs> um because I, you know it was it's a, it was crap having to deal with that not being able to access toilets you know having to go to the toilet outside some couriers you know it, it was really really desperate some couriers go to the toilet in streets and in bushes and you know it was demoralizing and painful enough to even go through so for them to reply with not even a paragraph you know, not. I don't even think they even said hello or said my name. It was just, we are discussing it with couriers. Thank you. She probably didn't even say thank you. <laughs> I think I'm being too nice. But I just thought, you know what? I'm one of you damn couriers. I've worked with you for, for nearly two years now. Um, do I not get a say in this conversation? I just think they needed some kind of quick response to get me off the case. Um and I don't think Stuart realised that I'm like a dog with a bone and I'm not letting all these issues go. <laughs> They're not getting away with it. Thanks to Francis B. Scaife for sharing their story. At Fair Work, we believe that all work can and should be characterised by fair pay, fair conditions, fair contracts, fair representation and fair management. Platforms ultimately have the power to improve standards and the ability to choose to. Many platforms operate management structures that are opaque and with little capability for workers to understand the process by which work is managed and distributed. Platforms can improve the work they provide by opening up communication channels for workers with human representatives, by taking active steps to ensure that discrimination does not occur, and by opening up documented channels for workers to appeal low ratings and deactivation. We're actively campaigning to improve the conditions for workers around the world and hold platforms to account. You can find out more at fair.work. This episode was written and produced by Robbie Waring. Our music was composed by Louis Bollet's with additional composition by Robbie Waring.